stereotyped cast, bad acting, annoying kid, and awful screaming female lead. How dare they say about Kehu Kwan? <laughs> no kidding. Bad special effects, dumb one-liners. This Ooh. film really shows the director and producer's Ooh. shortcomings. Oh, no. No, that's wrong. <laughs> this could be about any movie. <laughs> <laughs> this movie should be excluded from the Indiana Jones series. Oh, no. There no. are so many worse things. Abs- yeah, absolutely not. Well, just one, but, you know. Yeah. I mean, that Crystal Skull's in that, you know? <laughs> yeah. That is a one-star review from IMDb. Hello, and welcome to Spoilers Intended, a podcast about series and films. I'm Stephen, joined as always by Andrew. Hello. And Ryan. Hello. And in case you didn't (laughs) figure it out, we are doing Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, second in the Indiana Jones franchise. Yep. It sure is. And it's not a sequel. (laughs) It's a prequel. Is it? It is a prequel. Oh, yeah, it is. It takes place before Raiders. Raiders. Oh. I yes. actually didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. I it, remember when I first found that out, I was like, are y'all sure? Yeah. Are you positive? Are you positive about this? Well, because this takes place in 1935. Yes. They, right. And they, 1936 was right. Raiders. They, they wanted to get away from Nazis yeah, as the but, villain. It turns out that was probably not the best idea. Kind of a mistake. Everybody likes stereotyping Nazis. Yeah. People don't like stereotyping Indians and other yes. groups. That, that decision did not age well, but I, I get where sure they were didn't. coming from with, like, we need to do something different. Oh, we don't I, I get it. Yeah. Thing, but, yeah. Yeah, there, there's definitely some um, uh, poor aging in this film. There are oh, some yeah. choices. There's some culture insensitivity here and there. So speaking <laughs> of cultural insensitivity, here yeah. we go. We have a whole scene that is just basically cultural insensitivity in a nutshell where they have a banquet eating really weird foods that I'm not convinced people over there would eat either. Yeah, yeah. So we figured we might talk about some weird stuff we've eaten in okay. our past. yeah. So Andrew's the wild card. Andrew's been to Japan. <laughs> I, I've been to Japan. I've been to Poland, Canada. Canada. The, ke- those, <laughs> the those, weirdest place on earth. Those ketchup <laughs> potato chips. I mean, ketchup potato chips are actually quite good. I, this, not going to lie. I bet they're real sweet. Uh, yeah. I mean, well, I not as sweet as you chip. think because it's Canada, so they don't put sugars in everything. everything. Yeah. yeah. But you know what? I want to hear from Ryan first. We're leading with me? Let's, let's okay. kick it off. I want to hear something weird. Come on. On the topic of Temple of Doom, uh-huh. I have eaten brains. Have you? Pig I have brains. eaten squirrel brains. Squirrel brains? Yes. Squirrel brains. What? Interesting. This is very Tennessee. I was going to say this is very Tennessee. There was a, an era of my life where I <laughs> only ate squirrel lived brains? in the woods. No. I lived <laughs> with a, a redneck uh portion of my family is the kind way I will describe it. And they ate a lot of wild stuff of, um, they backwoods, not, Tennessee. Well, not really backwoods, just they themselves like, Oh, okay. Ate just, backwoods yeah. stuff. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, my uncle made me scrambled eggs one morning Oh, and he put squirrel brains in the scrambled eggs. Mm, and said, I made them real good. And I said, Oh, cool. And ate about half the plate, and was kind of like, "There's something gamey in here." Off about <laughs> this, there's something not quite right because it, uh, it blends in to the scrambled egg quite a bit. Um, and I was very unsettled when he explained to me that he'd put squirrel brains in there. Oh man, uh, that makes me kind of—I don't feel so good now. Yeah, did honestly, you, did though, you get a parasite? Honestly, though, 
it wasn't that bad. <laughs> like, <laughs> that was the worst part. Is like I was actually enjoying the, the scrambled eggs. They were actually pretty good. Uh, and I was like, what's in here? There's something. What kind of? And I'm like, I don't know, eleven yeah. years old at this point. So like, yeah. I was like, some kind of seasoning or something. <laughs> Did you put Old Bay in here? <laughs> yeah. Because, like, <laughs> I, I mean, like, not to be too gross, but brains have the consistency of scrambled eggs. So it, like, yeah, it yeah. just makes it just makes us right in. Right in, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I witnessed Ooh. over at that family. I, my uh, grandfather got me to eat chitlins one time, not knowing what I was eating. It's which called is, chitlins, yeah. It's, it's, you know, pig intestines yeah. or whatever. Mm. Not that gross. But it's, like, at the time as a kid, when it, I was a very picky eater. Well, it, you know, it's, so, I'm just going to go ahead and put this out there. Yeah. If you ever have sausage, you're having some kind of intestine. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So there's no really chitlins by themselves are like a weird, like people look at it weird, but at the same time, it's not too far off from sausage. If you just have sausage, that's what it is. But it was like, so I was a very picky eater. I was like, I'll eat fast food. And I had like a few like peanut butter and jelly, you know, like, like very, very select. I was a really spoiled kid, like pizza, chicken strips all day. But like anything Mm -hmm. outside of that was like very narrow. And, my grandmother on that side of the family was poor. They would make like this thing called slum gullion mm-hmm. that was like just everything in a bowl. It was like um, some noodles, whatever meat was on hand, and sauce. Yeah, <laughs> it was like some just onions, sauce. And I hated it. I hated it to the, to the <laughs> core of my being. And I didn't understand, you know, perspective at the time that we're broke, and this is her like literally making a meal that can feed an entire family yeah. out of like what we have. But because of that, they would make all sorts of like venison mm-hmm. you know, things. But like. My granddad made chitlins one time, and he was like, do you trust me? Try this. And I was like, sure. And I tried it, and I was like, it's not bad. And he's like, it's chitlins. And he starts explaining how he makes them, and I'm like, oh. Uh, uh, uh. And it's like, that's why I stayed a picky eater is because you guys ruined the trust. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, and we had. Do and you trust me? Here's do you one. trust me? This is me just going off about one side of my family. Every Thanksgiving, every Thanksgiving. I'm so glad we started with Ryan. The same uncle that made me eat the squirrel brains, we did a contest, and it was called Kiss the Neck Bone Contest, okay? And now in this, they would cook the turkey, and there'd be this weird giblet-looking neck bone left over, right? This giblet-looking neck bone. And what he would do is he would take all the the grandkids and stuff, which he was our uncle, uh, his nephew's names, and put them in a hat. And he would be like, all right, it's time to play kiss the neck bone. Whoever wins has to kiss the neck bone. And he would always won. Do you want to win? No, you don't. So all the the children would just scatter and scream. He he was a really fun dude. He was like a lot of like, that was his jokes, right? Yeah. He never made him actually kiss the neck bone. Yeah, yeah, of course. But he would always pick the youngest kid there. And just pick on him. No matter what. And we'd be like, all right, we'll we'll draw again. He doesn't seem to be wanting to do it. And it's, you know, so-and-so again. The kid would start crying. The rest of us are just laughing. And he would chase him around the room with this weird neck bone. So, yeah, I ate squirrel brains one time. <laughs> That's the weirdest thing I've eaten. Okay. On to someone else. Um, mine's not going to be nearly as fun as that. No, it's, it's mine's not going to be nearly as interesting. Um, so the first time we were in Japan, mm-hmm. uh, I... Uh, we were at an izakaya, which is basically just a Japanese-style pub. So okay. just, you know, uh, finger food, that kind of stuff. Right. Yeah. And um, we were there with my with my good friend Jonathan. And um, he can he can translate for us. He, he lived over there. Mm-hmm. And he was just kind of showing us, um, you know, just around the city and stuff. Yeah. And um, uh, he was talking with the, with our waitress. And, you know, he, you know, kind of like going back and forth there for a second. And then he, you know, got a good laugh out of it. Uh, and we were like, what? And he's like, oh, just wait. You know, so, oh, you know, no, like a no, no, couple, couple minutes later, um, she comes out with uh, three jumbo shrimp okay. that are live. 
Okay. Oh, no. Um, so basically what they do is they flash fry them to basically make them safe to eat, but it's not long enough to kill the shrimp. Oh, my God. Oh, that sounds horrifying. <laughs> they're, like, screeching at you? Yeah. Like. So, like, so yeah, like, they're, they're, like their little mandibles and stuff are moving around. Oh, and, no. Um, okay. And then you, you basically just eat the tail um, with this live shrimp. And you, just, you can yeah. also eat the head. Uh, I did not do that. Um, but my friend Which Jonathan is worse, did. I wonder going I into don't a know. wood chipper legs first or face first. <laughs> you know? Legs first, you feel it all the way down. Head first, it's over quick. So I don't know, Andrew. Maybe you're a monster. Yeah, maybe you're the monster here. Um, but yeah, it's, look your prey in the eye before you. <laughs> what, uh, so what? What did it taste like? It just tastes like shrimp. <laughs> like so, it's cooked enough to still taste like shrimp, I guess. Yeah, yeah, but it's okay. it's really more the experience of eating it when it's live. I Ugh. just, I, I, it's blowing my mind that you can cook something to the level of being food safe, but not dead. I, I, it's seafood. I don't know. I don't, so I don't what's the appeal of that? I wonder, like, does it taste it, better because it's alive and no, fighting in your mouth? No. So I, I'm pretty oh, sure oh, oh. the only reason why, like, it's more of like why a gimmick. Why did I choose, to scare seg- tourists? Why did I choose yeah. this segment? Yeah. It, it's just a gimmick. Really? You did this. Yeah, <laughs> this is the worst. It's your fault, Steven. Steven's going to be like, I had an old piece of cheese once. I don't know. <laughs> I had a bowl. <laughs> um, but, no. but to add on to that, uh, the same place that we were eating at, mm-hmm. uh, we got some, um, basically some octopus um, tentacles and that kind of stuff, which tacos very, very good. Yeah. Um, but it was however, wiggling around. And yeah. Stuff. Well, yes. Well, so what you do is, um, you can pour soy sauce on it and the salt content or the sodium in the soy sauce will basically make the tentacles move around and stuff yeah. because it's still like, there's, it's, there's it's st- not, it can still react yeah, to it. It's not alive, but you're causing reactions. Yeah. In the yeah. Uh, yeah. So that was fun. But yeah, I mean the live shrimp thing is probably about the, the furthest I've gone into like weird food. Yeah. Um, I know there are a couple places in Japan you can technically eat horse. There's also places in oh, Japan no. you can eat bear. Mm. Um, that's, 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 that's more acceptable. Yeah. There's also places you can eat whale. Nope. Um, and yeah, no. yeah that's, that, that's getting a little bit too, <laughs> too weird. But guys. yeah. Come on, Japan. Uh, but yeah, so I'll digress. Okay. Well, for my weird thing I've eaten, <laughs> I'm also going to go to Asia. Uh, so back when we went to Beijing a long, long time ago, or mm-hmm. well, to China, really, but to, this has specifically happened in Beijing. Yeah. So throughout the trip, we were on like a tour for like a couple of weeks, and then we were in Beijing for the wedding that we were, was the reason we were there for like a week, kind of on our own-ish. Mm-hmm. And none of us really spoke you know, Mandarin. Yeah. I, I had I had a few words where I was like, I could probably get myself you know to a place where I could find someone who could speak English or whatever mm-hmm. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we had friends who were there who spoke Chinese, Mandarin. And so throughout this trip, my mom was very paranoid about the idea that, you know, one of us gets sick and then we're, you know, sick in China. It's like 2005. Not a fun time. Not a great time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So she was very, she like watched us like a hawk about what we <laughs> ate. Right. <laughs> and so like the whole time my dad and I were like, man, we just got to find something weird. Right. We need to find something weird. <laughs> that, that, is, that is like famous last oh, words. It's, 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 it's very, it's yeah. just a mistake. <laughs> so as it happened this night in, in Beijing, my mom and sister were at some function for the wet, like ancillary to the wedding, right? Mm-hmm. Like in the run up to it. And so my dad and I were out to dinner with some of our other friends you know, who spoke the language. And we were at some restaurant, I don't even know, but they, you know, Cantonese food. Cantonese love all kinds of the, the joke that uh, one of our tour guides told us was, you know, Cantonese eat anything that has four legs as long as it's not the table. Yeah. Right? It was the joke. But don't bump. So we wanted to try something weird. So we got fried jellyfish. Okay. Oh, okay. Stingers and all. It's probably very chewy. I would like to say I cannot Tentacles recommend this in any 
etiquette. Or fashion. Did it sting you on the way down? No. So like, <laughs> what was it battered in? Like, tempura? I don't, I don't, I couldn't tell you. Okay. Mm. So eating this, it was simultaneously oily, rubbery, Ooh. and crunchy. <laughs> so it's like it, that's like cartilage to me. Well, but it was the it was the batter. It was like the fried bits, and then also oh. like a, you know, like if oh. you ever had like escargot, like snails, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. right? It's that kind of like if you try if you don't actually just if you try to chew it a little, you're like nah, I shouldn't have done that. Yeah, it was that feeling. But it was like I need to slide down the gullet. <laughs> yeah. So like again, you know, my mom the whole trip she's watching us like a hawk. She's not gonna let us have anything weird. We're not gonna do anything. And my dad, the first night we're on our own, we're just like let's do something <laughs> stupid. Cut to you guys throwing up in the hotel room. She's just shaking her head. Like uh, no, I mean it I didn't make you. us sick or anything, but we both definitely. We were like, okay, that's enough. We were adventurous. One piece cool. was fine let's, for me. Uh, <laughs> let's, uh, let's get something a little more familiar. Where's the McDonald's? Uh, no, it wasn't that bad. Although no, I will I... say, um, well, a chief complaint we had was because I was in college and my dad's my dad was like, we were never served enough food. We were always hungry. <laughs> I'm American. <laughs> I, I, just, I was just permanently hungry in China, and so like the last day of the tour when we were in Beijing, mm-hmm. one of the, the guys, old dude, he like went to this place called the Western Sizzler, Yeah, which yeah. apparently is a chain. I've never heard of this you place. Didn't go, I went to the Sizzler all the time the, as a kid. Like, I got see, a part-time like, job at the Sizzler. He's my like, cousin did, and two of my friends did. <laughs> he's like, so he was like, yeah, I'm in the South. I went to the Sizzler, and I'm like, yeah. the only time I've ever heard of a Western Sizzler was in Beijing. <laughs> and he's like, oh, you know, I got a steak, and we were both just like, my dad and I were both just like, we're going there, I don't care. Dude, the steaks come in one type. <laughs> Sizzler, well done. So this one, I can <laughs> assure like you, just like a brick, just throw it down. And with Heinz forty-seven sauce, <laughs> throw it like a frisbee out of the kitchen. <laughs> yeah. This steak did not come well done. Oh, it in fact because the steak, as my dad and I both observed, both of our steaks were cut where one end was thicker than the other end. Mm. So the steak represented a full spectrum <laughs> from rare, well medium, done rare, to medium, rare, all the way to yeah, to just like not like. Wow, this end might have been hanging off the grill when they were cooking because it didn't like it just like this got touched, and the other <laughs> end is just like crunchy burnt bits. We were yeah. both very unsatisfied. <laughs> wow. So um, I definitely will say like being in other countries, and I'll say being an American, the the serving sizes here are just massive yeah. compared oh, to yeah. basically anywhere else, and. Uh, but particularly drink sizes oh, yeah. are the are the biggest difference. Is like so whenever you get like oh just a water you get like a little cup like something yeah. that you get little, from like the doctor's baby, office to like cup. just like a little Dixie cup. Yeah. Of yeah. <laughs> well, I always think of no ice either. Parks and Rec where they have the paunch burger and they order a child size cola and they put this bucket down. I'm like, what is this? <laughs> like it's the size of a child. It's a child size <laughs> cola. Yeah. It's like no. Well, so on on the the subject of drinks, like you know, in China, of course, you can't. We weren't supposed to drink the water, right? Yeah, yeah bottled water. So it was like you get bottled water, which at the time I like refused to drink bottled water. Like China broke me because I finally had to like I have to hydrate myself. Mm-hmm. But up to that point, I, I refused to drink bottled water. And Such a so, very weird hill to die like on. Religious well, reasons, I just, or like I just didn't like the concept because again, here in America, right? It's just mm. it's out of the tap. It just functions. It's water found. It just works. I don't like all this. That water's pla- free. Well, it's just like all the, <laughs> the concept of all this plastic <laughs> that you, you chug a water, you just throw right, it in the trash. No, right? It's terrible. Yeah. Yeah. So that broke it broke me of that. But the the thing was, you just ordered beer at, at dinner because the beer wasn't very out. It was like three and a half percent or something. It wasn't yeah. going to get you drunk and it was yeah. a way to get basically water. Uh, <laughs> I need to system. drink alcohol to hydrate. Listen to me, Karen, I'm hydrating, okay? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so yeah. anyways. After that, after <laughs> that little, <laughs> little interlude into our uh, the wild world of what we've eaten. I've eaten squirrel brains. Yeah. 
I got. Yeah. Let's uh, let's 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 reel it back in. Reel it back in. Right, Temple of do Doom. It. Temple of Doom. I'm gonna hit you with a quick little plot summary. In 1935, Indiana Jones is tasked by Indian villagers with reclaiming a rock stolen from them by a secret cult beneath the catacombs of an ancient palace. I love how that whole sentence is really cool, except for a rock. A rock. <laughs> Just a rock. A rock. They could have said a mystical rock or, or like, like sacred rock. Artifact. Yeah, sacred yeah. rock would have been better. Like just anything. Yeah. Just a rock. Some dude's rock. I hit that in the summary. It's like, who saw this movie of, I'm fine. What are you doing today? I'm finding a rock. <laughs> uh, so hit you with some, uh, just kind of the basics. Directed by Steven Spielberg. Uh, music by John Williams. Yep. Yep. We we uh, went off on him. We waxed poetic about him in our Raiders episode. Yep, check yep. that one out if you mm-hmm. haven't. A uh, budget of twenty eight million. That's actually really low. It, it is, especially uh, for how like the, how many the special effects shots. Are, like, yeah, they, were, they did a lot of set work. Mm-hmm. Uh, box office was three hundred thirty three million global. Wow, barely so made the money back. I mean, that's that's a killer. <laughs> like you want to talk about ROI, man? That's a killing. I'd love to uh, adjust that for inflation too to like know what that. I mean, like, I could I could look it up, but I'm not I, going to. I'm going to go ahead and guess. It's probably like 80 million budget or something like that. Now it's still no, not that high. It's still yeah, not it's that just high. Not yeah. that's what, high. My point was, it's still not like high enough for what you would think for a blockbuster summer movie. Yeah, yeah. So guys, uh, I'm going to open it up for y'all. Give me some spoiler free thoughts. What do you? What's your opinions on Temple of Doom? This movie rules. Everyone hates on this movie, and I fully admit it is not the best Indiana Jones movie. <laughs> but as a kid, it was my favorite by far because I think what this movie is to me is it's like the difference between Alien and Aliens. It's like the first Raiders of the Lost Ark was like, let's make a pulp adventure. And then this one is like, let's make an action movie for kids that is off <laughs> the rails. And I. I really enjoy it. There's definitely, like, uh, Willie gets on my nerves, for sure. Oh, and, yeah. yeah, there's definitely some uh, cultural sensitivity that does not age well at all. Insensitivity. Insensitivity, rather. Yeah, sorry. Insensitivity that, yeah, it doesn't age well. But overall, like, I think this movie is still a lot of fun. I can watch this movie anytime. It's definitely, again, not as good as Raiders or uh, Last Crusade in my book. But, like, still a lot of fun. Like, I had no problem you know, rewatching this movie. Yeah. So for me, this is definitely one of those films where there are some phenomenal scenes that I love to watch. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the, the stuff that just doesn't age well, particularly the, the yeah. cultural insensitivity towards Indians um, is kind of hard to watch, especially because like, and there's a lot of like, just weird, just really weird scenes that, uh, are. that are kind of like, pe- like kind of peppered into the middle of the, the film. But everything around, like the the bookends, like the two, mm-hmm. uh, the opening action scene, the ending action sequences, like yeah. for the final, mm-hmm. like quarter of the film, are phenomenal. And the, Very the, well the done. The final yeah. like third of the film is just go go go. Yeah, go, and go. it's great. It's absolutely great. Yeah. But the stuff kind of in the middle, which is really where a lot of the people I think really don't like Willie because she mm-hmm. she is a very great in character for she sure. Uh, but I don't think that's necessarily her actress. I think that's just how she was written for the time. Right. In the 80s for a 1935 film. So, well, so, I was going to say the same thing about... Sorry, go ahead. You I was, was going to hit you with some trivia yeah. on that on yeah. that point exactly. So yeah. Kate Capshaw, 
mm-hmm. the actress, and was very critical of her own character, saying that Willie was not much more than a dumb, screaming blonde. I mean, that's true. Pretty accurate. Yeah. yeah. Well, I feel like the movie would have been better if it was just him in short round. I, I think so, too. Like, Honestly, With yeah. no love interest. And because I think... Love, with, love. Put quotations around that. Right, yeah. Quote, unquote, <laughs> yeah. Because the chemistry he has with her is nowhere near as good as it was in uh, with Marion. Mar- oh, you, yeah. no, not the at first, all. Not yeah. you know, close. And so you, it feels like, and I don't know this, I have no trivia, but like Harrison Ford and maybe uh, Kate Capshaw didn't get along as good there's, or something. There's, like, I didn't see anything. But it just feels like there's no chemistry really yeah. there. They're, well, but I, I think it. that's kind of the whole point. There is. Is yeah. that they really don't have chemistry. No. And, and like they're all like – like it's kind of like a really weird like meta thing where like Indiana Jones is like, well, you're the only white girl here. Yeah, I guess you'll do. Yeah, and uh, well, spe- like uh, go ahead. Well, I was gonna say earlier to jump on the point about the like the in the '80s trying to reflect the '30s, mm-hmm. right? I wonder if some of the cultural ins- insensitivity isn't like, well. Back in the 30s, they would have made, you know, yeah. a reference like eating monkey brains at a mm-hmm. table in India. So let's do it here. They just didn't have that filter that we have now of like, ooh, hold on. Yeah. That's not right. That's not kosher. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, Instead, they just like were aping it almost too much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like we can go to 1985's Clue. They serve monkey brains as the main mm-hmm. course. Yeah. And it's not nearly as, as much of like a graphic, uh, right. over the top kind of. I, I think that's very Spielberg. That was it, the it point is. at it's the time. Yeah. The, like the the ending gag of like. So you know. I, I've got a piece of trivia about that whole sequence, uh-huh. but we got to save it for post post spoiler. Yeah, okay, yeah. Gotcha. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it, it was it was a Spielberg decision. I will yeah. tell you that much. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, Stephen, what do you think about this film? So it's it's funny because Ryan's over here. He's like, yeah, you know, when I was a kid, this movie was awesome. Yeah. So, and I I remember that. I remember some of my friends were all obsessed with this film because yeah. of certain sequences and it was kind of the, the gross out sequence that kids are all like ew oh it's awesome ew yeah. you know yeah it definitely has a Nickelodeon vibe <laughs> it to does it. <laughs> get slimed yeah uh, but for me this is my second least watched Indiana Jones film mm. and I'm putting that against Crystal Skull which is a zero currently <laughs> yeah so that's going to change don't worry currently so it's again I don't like Raiders is double digits watches for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Last Crusade is like a lot of double digit watches for me. Mm-hmm. Temple of Doom might be single digits. It's crazy for me to think about like my timeline with it because as I was younger, mm-hmm. I watched Last Crusade the least because I thought it was boring as all get out when what? it came out. Oh, yeah, when it came a, out in eighty nine, because I was uh, six and a half, seven yeah. when it came yeah. out, and like. Coming from Temple of Doom, which I which is just action, action, ruled, action, action. Yeah, yeah. like as a kid, mm-hmm. going to Last Crusade, I was like, "What are we doing? Like, this is boring. he's talking to his dad a lot." Okay, <laughs> there's no mine carts. Where's the monkey braids? Where's the bridge? Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, as as like a, a preteen, yeah, like a six year old, Temple of Doom definitely hits. <laughs> oh yeah, assuming yeah. it doesn't just like terrify you. No, the, I was good. Big... I'd see Neverending Story by that time. I see all. I was so like past that. I was like a kid smoking a cigarette. You haven't seen nothing, buddy. TC Labyrinth. <laughs> you'll, you'll really grow up once you get out of the mines. Yeah, but like so. <laughs> as I was a kid, Temple of Doom was like my favorite because like Raiders was good. Mm-hmm. Temple kicked it up a notch with the action. Well, because it, it felt a lot more adult and 
um, just graphic oh, it was, from like it was the an darker, yeah. grittier yeah. Indiana Jones. <laughs> Dang it. And then when I got to uh, yeah, Last Crusade, it's a more mature. It is. Yeah, it kind of dials it back towards the Raiders, well, and you get a, you things, get a lot yeah. more emotion out of it because you yeah. get the the um, father son yeah father yeah. son died you know dynamic and everything where this is just just yeah it just is just action it is. yeah well, and then as I got older though again in my adult life and like teens and above mm-hmm. I've probably seen the Last Crusade more mm-hmm. in that era it feels I'll, I'll like the most complete film right it's, it's such yeah. a, it's a really good we're, we're we're gonna get to it eventually in this series but yeah. it's such a good film so I I will not ever deny that I love Temple of Doom in its own way mm-hmm. and it's looking at the the timeline of my life I don't know what I've seen more it or Last yeah. Crusade. But I definitely know earlier in life, I was all about Temple of Doom. I loved Short Round. I loved all the action scenes. Well, I definitely think that this film gets a little bit too much of a bad rap for for what it is. Because there are some great sequences in it. I I think the problem is, while there are some great sequences, it's surrounded by not just that it's not well put together – it's also surrounded by a lot of stuff that even the '80s audience must audiences must have been like, boy, that oh, that doesn't sit great with me. Yeah. And now you know, 2023, yeah. it's like, oh, this Ooh, is tough yeah. to watch. No, One hundred percent, I recognize that. Fact. Yeah, yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. Um, the other thing too is the score is great. The mm-hmm. I mean, John Williams' um, music that he did for this is phenomenal. Yeah. Um, you know, it's John he's, Williams. He's John Williams. Yeah. <laughs> he works hard for the money. Well, and he added more like like newer tracks and everything like that specifically for this film. They didn't lean on the indie theme. Yeah, as they didn't. Much. They only used it like yeah. twice. Yeah. Because yeah. in Raiders, it's like every other scene. <laughs> they knew they had a good thing, man. They just used he it. He picks up yeah. that hat, da 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 da. He goes to the bathroom, da 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 da. You're like, all right. So obviously, you know. Uh, Ryan over here watched this a million times. So, mm-hmm. would you recommend? Would you rewatch? I mean, I'll I'll rewatch it. Uh, mostly just because I want to watch the opening and the ending. Yeah, yeah. That's the, you try to the, avoid the the middle. <laughs> yeah, like the middle. I'll just I'll check my phone or except for the part where he else. rips the guy's heart out. That's. Ah, yeah, I don't know. When I, I, I was a kid, so I got in trouble again, in kindergarten. Again, right? This was this was why it was so yeah. cool. Because kids, it was like this forbidden. Yeah thing but it was pg so you could get away with yeah. watching it kindergarten i got in trouble i got this friend of mine i took a bunch of red play-doh and made a heart or kind of like a big wad of play-doh <laughs> and i put it under his like dress shirt or whatever and i started screaming kali ma kali ma and i pulled it out and he acted like he was dead and the teacher's like name on the board and i'm like come on man <laughs> son of a class you see temple of doom <laughs> Would you rewatch the Steven? I mean, I have, and I, yeah. I'm sure I will at some point again. Uh, it's really ultimately just for the beginning and the end. There's yeah. so much in the middle that I just don't, I could do with that. Yeah. I, I do really like the relationship and the dynamic between Indy and Short Round, though. That's good. Oh, it's great. Yeah. I think good. that's great. I think really it's the biggest asterisk I'd put on, you know, rewatching is the cultural insensitivity of like, if you're watching this now for the first time, buckle up, buckaroo, because it's going to get. <laughs> Oh, pretty. <laughs> watching it with my wife. It is It is bathed in white savior story. It oh, is, it's bathed it is, in a lot yeah. of things. Watching it with my wife, I was sitting there going, boy, I don't know if I remember all this. Yeah. Where are we going with? Oh, no, don't go there. Don't go there. Don't go there. Don't do it. Don't do don't it. Don't do it. <laughs> yeah, it, it, uh, it's a wild, wild film. Yeah. 
If you like what you've heard so far and want to check out prequels to this episode, you can find all our content on spoilersintendedpodcast.com. So is every episode that's come before this a prequel to this episode? Yes, I guess it, it is. It came Quite before it. Yes. It came wow. before it. I've never thought You never it. thought about that, huh? The podcast. <laughs> so next week's episode's a sequel to this episode. Yes, sure but, it is. It comes but after then it, doesn't it? it's a prequel for the following episode. Oh my gosh. That's going to blow your mind with this kind of stuff. Also, speaking of things that'll blow your mind, on that website, we've got links to our Discord, <laughs> our socials, and our Patreon. Yep. It's such a terrible segue, but we're going to have to take it anyways. <laughs> hey, pick up the baton and run with it, Andrew. <laughs> run with it. Come uh, on yeah. So on our Discord, we have a whole plethora of channels, mm-hmm. uh, spoiler hubs. If you want to, you know, you're watching newer episodes of TV shows that are coming out that you want to discuss, we'll do that. Yep. We also have um, fun channels like, uh, you know, hobbies, what we're listening to, what games we're playing. Uh, yep. We love to talk. So come and join us. Also, check us out on social media. We have a Facebook and an Instagram. A whole two uh, whopping social social medias. medias. And uh, yeah, we post a lot of stuff on there. But for sure, every week we post like where you can watch what we're going to be reviewing the next week so that you can watch along with us and enjoy it and be caught up so that when the episode drops, you can enjoy it too. Alrighty, everyone. We are back from that little short little ad snippet, if you will. We, we advertise ourselves. We advertise ourselves. Yes. We sponsor ourselves. <laughs> so right now, right here, right now, we're going to enforce with the force of Kalima, spoiler wall, <laughs> coming in at you hot. If somehow you haven't seen Temple of Doom and you don't want to be spoiled, this is your ticket to punch out. Yes. And come back a little later after you've seen it, and you went, "Wow, that was really culturally insensitive." Come on back and find out what <laughs> Let's else hear we what have these to say. guys think about. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna rip the heart out of the spoilers and, and Kalima dipping in, dip yeah. in lava. <laughs> yeah. All right. So first off, before we get into a whole bunch of spectacle, I'm gonna hit you all with some trivia, and I got some wild stuff. I would imagine so. Yeah. This is already a crazy film. So. So we're going to kick this off with the bug chamber sequence. Yeah. Oh, no, I don't like that. Okay. <laughs> I, I watched this, and, again, my wife and I agreed. She didn't agree to live bugs, right? Like, they just put, like, rubber things on it, right? Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. She was covered with over 2,000 insects <gasps> in this sequence. She said yeah. she took sedatives prior to the scene to get over her fear and claimed... They definitely worked. <laughs> I took more quaaludes than normal before this. Scene. I mean, so just, I would imagine, like, I, like I'm not really scared of bugs. I couldn't do that. It, it's bugs in that number is yeah. what would be, and like, you know, whatever. Just, I'm just not really like you. I'm not scared of bugs. You. I don't like spiders. That I'm not much. scared of bugs. Well, I'm not. I don't like whatever. But like millions of them crawling all around you and up and on the legs and <sighs> your head at the same time. That would be like, okay, deuces. I'm not. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to absolutely butcher this name. I'm just going to go ahead and preface that. D.R. Nanayakara. Okay. Okay. So this is the Indian village shaman. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so crazy, crazy, crazy dark crazy, brown crazy hair. White, crazy yeah. white hair, yeah. Got it, yeah. Did not speak English. Oh. Mm. He delivered all his lines phonetically by mimicking Steven Spielberg, who is prompting him off camera. Oh, wow. He did really good for that so being the case. Yeah. Any moment where he has a pause in his dialogue, it's not for dramatic effect. It's because he's waiting for Spielberg to give him his line. Oh, that's incredible. Right? I saw wow. that. I was like, that's crazy. That's really cool. Yeah. Like the 80s were wild. <laughs> wow. So that's this, actually really, really cool. Yeah. Yeah. So this film 
is banned in India and never <laughs> not surprising <laughs> never shown on TV channels there. So they were actually unable to get permission to film in India. The the Indian government wanted a copy of the script and of all the things Ooh. that they picked out, they demanded that the word Maharaja be removed. Okay. And that was apparently the sticking point. What? That's the note that they was, came away apparently with? Apparently that was the thing they came away with. And then they were like, well, we don't think the content reflects your culture. Like, yeah, no kidding. I bet. <laughs> yeah. But Maharaja is what? Not the everything else? That's the, yeah. That's, on, that's, that's the top the of the list? That's the point? Yeah. yeah. Kate Capshaw screams a total of 71 times in this film. That's that a lot low. of screams. That feels real low. <laughs> <laughs> on one side we have low and the other side high. I mean, I, like... It's a lot. That's a lot of screaming. That is, but right. I completely believe that number. <laughs> Final piece of trivia for this for this block right here. Okay. I got, I got a few others to spread around the rest of the episode. This is bonkers. Y'all ready for this? Yeah. So when they filmed the whipping scene, okay. the crew played a practical joke on Harrison Ford. Oh, no. They had Barbara Streisand show up dressed in leather outfit as a dominatrix. <laughs> she proceeded to be the one who whips him. Accusing him of making bad movies. What? And making too much money. What? What a, what a pull. All right. No, no. Hold on. This this is still, if you want to know what these sets were like, this is wild. Carrie Fisher is also there, and she threw herself in front of Ford to protect, to protect him. And this prompted Irvin Kirshner, who's the Empire Strikes Back director. Okay. Who's also just on set. Uh-huh. Chided Spielberg saying, is this how you run your movies? <laughs> All right. Y'all ready for this? This entire sequence was filmed. You can find it on YouTube. Oh no. It's out there. What? <laughs> right? I like what? I I went across I ran across this and it was like, no, this isn't real. And then it said like this entire sequence is filmed. Okay, YouTube. Oh, oh, it's there. Oh Ooh, no. Man. Oh, I don't mm, uh, Wow. And so right? when when he when Steven Spielberg uh-huh. calls Barbara Streisand on the phone, how does this go down? Apparently she's just like I've got the outfit in the closet. I'll be there in 10. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, like. Also, can you stop by Carrie Fisher's house and Irvin Kirshner's house on the way over? So, so now. <laughs> Why at, are they there? there? At some point in this timeline, Harrison Ford and Carrie Fisher were involved. Okay. Yes. Right? Like they dated or whatever. Like, like Well, I, if you read her book or listen to her book, whichever one. Yeah. Um, their, their dalliance was during A New Hope. Okay, and, and and partially into Empire Strikes Back, okay. if I remember correctly, it's been a couple of years since yeah, I've read yeah. it, but I, I don't believe this was when this was happening. See, I don't know. Jedi that was what eighty one, no eighty three, eighty three. This is eighty four. Uh, yes. Okay, so this is just yeah. one year after. So mm-hmm. I guess this isn't too far away from their time. I mean, but you know, it's Spielberg and and you know George Lucas. They're you know they all kind of go hand in hand. They could just be, hey, we're filming today. Come and hang out. Yeah, I'm yeah. in they're, town. They're all just hanging out. Like yeah. Carrie's yeah. like, I don't have anything else to do today. I'm yeah. gonna go make fun of, of Harrison. I, I, don't, guess, I don't know. You know, that scene specifically was obviously shot on a lot somewhere in yeah Los Angeles. So I guess maybe yeah. they were shooting something else over whatever. Just <laughs> watered over on smoke. This break. is how you run your sets. <laughs> That's just crazy, right? <laughs> all right. So enough enough trivia. I've got some other stuff to kind of toss around here, but let's let's get into spectacle. Sure. Who wants to take it? I'll go. Um, uh, so. I love the the opening action set piece yeah. um, of in the uh, the Chinese club, which is really really fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love the the comedy that they spread out throughout that scene yeah. of of Willie and Indy trying to get the two different you know get the diamond and get the that, antidote. That's a really good like 
set up for ridiculous scenes. Oh, it really is. is. And that's kind of a classic play. Like, I feel like there are a lot of movies from the 80s and 90s that have that style of sequence in mm-hmm. it. Yeah. And I'm not sure if this is where it came from. Yeah. Or if it's like one of the first ones that but did it. it was, well, I feel like when you see it, most times it's there's one thing that everybody's out. After, and this one this is, is the two. there's two things, and they keep finding the thing that the other one wants. Yeah, like what is this trash and getting rid of it. That's the dynamic I like about this. I think my favorite part of that scene is when all the ice knocks over, and Willie goes, "Oh, nuts!" <laughs> yes, <laughs> <laughs> got to keep it PG. Uh, but the uh, well, actually, never mind. I'll get to that in score. But um, then my my second favorite part of the whole film is. Um, during the bridge scene at the end mm-hmm. and Indy is running across and then he stops in the middle of the bridge um, and that cool shot, shot. Yeah. with yeah. like him in basically left hand side of the screen and then you can still see the rest of the bridge going yeah. up with the people coming behind him oh man right. it I feel is like that phenomenal shot is used as like the thumbnail for, for, for Temple of Doom a lot yeah. of stuff because it's just it, like him holding up the, mm-hmm. the sword the, yeah. um, it's, it's just phenomenal yeah. so, so I'm gonna interrupt you right there with some bridge facts yeah bridge Bridge facts. facts. So (laughs) that scene, that whole sequence of the bridge is filmed on three different continents. Okay, well, that makes sense financially. Yeah, right? (laughs) So so the bridge itself and that that gorge part was filmed on in Sri Lanka. Gorgeous Gorge. Gorgeous Gorge was filmed in Sri Lanka. And they actually had, so further up that river, Mm -hmm. a dam was being built by British engineers. And the production just talked them into building that bridge for them. British engineers notoriously just easy to be talked into. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> Spielberg showed up. I was like, "Yo, you want to make me a bridge?" And they're like, "Yeah, we do." Oh, sure. <laughs> I mean, it's like it's like they're like an engineer's dream to be like, "Hey, do you want to build this like ancient kind of like rope bridge? Let's go." Yeah, yeah, yeah. let's do it. Yeah. I only do modern structures. Get out of here, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> so those sequences were filmed in Sri Lanka. Then, when the bridge is hanging down the cliff face, that's mm-hmm. on a studio in London. Okay, apparently not Los Angeles, and then. Our uh, crocodiles are actually alligators filmed in Florida. Yep. Of course. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, it's so funny, too, because, like, you know, they're in India. And right. then, uh, well, Sri Lanka for filming, but technically but it's supposed, supposed to be, to be in, in India. India. Yeah. So it should be crocodiles. Right. And then, like, if you're at all familiar with crocodiles and alligators, you're like, that's just an alligator. Yeah, it's, it's a big old Florida alligator <laughs> right now. Seeing that sequence... <laughs> Now, as an adult, I'm just like, wow, those are just out. Those are just blatantly alligators. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, those are like the big set pieces, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The the mine cart, all those. Those are the things that really like stick, stick out. out. Those are the things I remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the mine cart sequence was actually done on a studio set and it's just a loop. They oh, built, is it? They built a loop. So mm-hmm. whenever they went through the same places, they would just change the lighting. Oh, that makes sense. Camera. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. Just so, yeah, they're just they were just running those carts in circles. Oh, that's cool. But that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> Got save on budget somewhere. Yeah. What What about you guys? Spectacle. So I, I really like the spectacle, uh, especially like the opening scene, like you're saying, that whole action scene. I like any time short round comes to save the day. Mm-hmm. The oh, yeah, I'm in. Set, I'm in. The, the way they set it up, the way they shoot it, the way the music hits, like just that whole, the synergy of the movie. Anytime he comes in to save Indy, it's like, yeah. yes. Well, um, I, I love whenever he's beating up the is. kid at the, the end. The and, just, da, da, da. and they're like, they're yeah. just like both hitting at the that, same time. That shot where it's short round in the background beating this kid up and Indiana Jones <laughs> beating up that big dude with the beard is like, uh-huh. That's great because it's like they're like punching in time with each other. Yeah, yeah. it's great. Um, now think if you just reversed who was hitting who and how horrible that that's. Bears force beat the crap out of some kid. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
I, I really do think that like the back third or whatever, the, the, as soon as things start to pop off in in the in the back, well, once Indy movie, gets burned from short round, yeah, yeah, it like it's like out of the frying pan into the fryer, out of the frying pan, and it's like things mm-hmm. just escalate, escalate, and it's that's Spielberg at his best, doing like you know a lot of madcap action, yeah, madcap mm-hmm. action, but everything's framed really well. You always know where the the sense of direction is going, yep. the way the shots are cut together, and how they're like paste and stuff everything like flows it's mm-hmm. not really herky-jerky there's definitely like a couple you know special effects here and there that don't age great i mean that's know. fine yeah. but I, yeah, it, it is what happens. it is yeah for Things. 84 it's fine yeah. the only thing that like and it's weird because in my mind i can't parse why it's different to me but like when for example they leap out of an airplane in an inflatable raft and then <laughs> float down and then ride yeah, you know, down that that is a very fun scene, and it is objectively the most unrealistic and like you know <laughs> realism breaking scene. That was that was the ever. original survive a nuke in a fridge right. moment. It was before but, that moment. But happened. then when when that moment happens in Crystal Skull, like the the nuke in the fridge, or any, there's several moments in Crystal Skull. Yeah, that I just ugh, and I'm like, how do I like this? But this one I don't, and I don't know if it's uh, well. I think because. It's one of those things where, like, you know that if you're near a nuclear explosion, you will die. There, <laughs> I guess, yeah. There's nothing you can do. Where, like, it's at least with the raft, there yeah. is, like, just a hint of a possibility that you could possibly survive. Right, yeah. Okay. I really feel like if they'd hopped out of that plane at a much lower altitude, it'd be way more believable. Like, if they were, like, 30 foot, like, they almost wrecked the plane and they pop out. Well, Instead, they're like, we're going to fall. Well, I mean, like, like hundreds <laughs> of feet. <laughs> they probably fall for about 150 feet. Oh, okay. Did you get your little tape measure out? No, I mean, there, the it's really actually <laughs> not that far. I mean, the, the, the the plane the, only flies so high. Those are big mountains. The the zoom yeah. that they the telephoto that they ha- that they're shooting that drop from yeah. is really far in. It was still like twelve seconds in the air, just like falling and falling and falling and falling. <laughs> and I'm like, they're dead. They're hamburger meat, even on a slope of of snow. Anyways. Back to spectacle. Yes, there are some <laughs> scenes like that that are that are definitely like to the edge of like breaking. Yeah, of reality. course. Yeah, mm-hmm. but like I don't know. Like they do it with such reckless abandon and fun that like it's it's just great. You almost just accept it. Yeah, I feel like there was more like creative cinematography in Raiders, like like mm-hmm. shots with the exception of like the bridge scene. Yeah, but like you know, there, there's so many shots in Raiders that was like, ooh, that's like the silhouette shot, you know, where they're digging for mm-hmm. the uh, the temple. Well, and, like, you, you still get that though. You do. You you get that whenever um, after he gets burned and they they grab the stones and then they're going to go free the kids and you get the yeah. the backlight of the him backlight, walking yeah. into the yeah the that's thing. a good shot oh it's yeah. a great shot i like that one and I, I like the uh like just the the design of that layer with like the kalima statue and the way the hands oh have yeah, the chains chains. Coming yeah. Out of them and yeah. the three stones go in the skull and they're digging for two more well, I love, you know, I love how like, the three stones go in the skull it's like well there's three places well, we're digging for two more like do you have places for those you got the teeth it's two bucks just, just yeah. teeth yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I honestly like the set designs, right? Yeah. They went nuts. For, for like the 30 sets, million? On the set designs, right? Really right. good. Because that, that whole, all the interior of the palace, they built on a, they, they either built or they used pieces from old sets on a soundstage. Yeah. Because again, mm-hmm. India was like, get out. You can't, you're not filming anywhere. <laughs> right. here. Uh, you know, the temple they built, the, the mine sequences booby traps mine cart right. sequences, sequences great. like the bridge like they did so much all the the um the club at the start yeah I, oh yeah i don't know if y'all know this or not but the club is called club obi-wan 
Oh, really? I saw that, yeah. yeah. There, yeah. Are, there are a ton of Little Star Wars Easter references eggs. dropped in. That's not surprising. Um, like the... Uh, when the door opens for the lava pit, it's the sound of Vader's. Like, oh yeah, Vader. I know well, that, that one's yeah. obvious, but like, yeah, <laughs> it is weird though at that very front when it's like it's this dance routine. You're like, okay, and then they go inside the mouth of the skull, and then we're like in a whole in a, in a in rock a room. in a pocket yeah. dimension with inside <laughs> this thing. And then, like, there's and, all this, but room. like people can still see it somehow. I don't know. Right, yeah. yeah, and then it comes back out, and you're like, okay, what are we doing? I think Spielberg is just like, this is my dance routine. I honestly, I love that song. Oh, it's good. It just like it's reality breaking. Like what, what's happening? <laughs> Are they still seeing this at the yeah. dinner table? <laughs> it's just a fever dream. Yeah, that's what it feels like. All yeah. right, uh, performance. Yeah, let's go to performance. Yeah. Let's talk a little performance. So, who wants to take this first? Not me. I'll go first. Go for it. Um, I think uh, really like Indiana Jones is. <laughs> I don't want to say not how as do good. I, how do I say he's a terrible actor? No, yeah, I'm trying to think of how to like. He, I feel like the the trajectory of Harrison Ford's portrayal of Indiana Jones in the first three movies, like mm-hmm. just speaking about the ones that came out, you know, in the '80s that were yeah. kind of close together, right? Raiders is very good, but it feels like the proto, like yeah, we're yeah, trying to figure out this character. Out. Yeah. yeah, this one feels like they went a little too far field with Indy's character and Harrison's performance a little yeah. bit every now and then. And then like, it feels like in uh crusade, you get Crusade, a little bit more of a nuance. They just, they just nail it. They kind of yeah. got it. Yeah. So this one, third there, time's the charm. There's like, there's moments where Harrison Ford has like wild swings of like, would Indiana Jones do this? <laughs> like the, the, yeah, there are a couple like weird bits in there. Yeah. But, uh, like him when he's like when he's uh, acting evil, it's like almost cheesy because he's like got <laughs> this so weird over the top. grin on his face. <laughs> but then the emotional moments between him and Short Round, who Short Round I think steals the show of this thing. Like when he's like, "I love you, Indy." Oh I always yeah, cry. Oh. Like, I'm always like, "Oh, he does love him," you know. Yeah. And then like, uh, yeah, there's a couple of other like side characters, like the uh, um, the guy who's like the number two of the palace. I can't think. Yeah. Of like his, yeah. The, uh, um, um, he's just the vizier. He's, yeah. Yeah. He yeah, played yeah. Dalsim in the street fighter movie for all the street fighter movie fans. <laughs> oh man, he did. Yeah, he did. Holy cow. Um, <laughs> that's the only two things I've ever seen him in. But anyways, he did pretty good for that character. You know what I mean? Like for that type of like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm being cagey about what I'm telling you. There's nothing to see here. We don't yeah. have a weird cult in our basement. You have a cult <laughs> in your basement, you know, that's crazy. Yeah. And then, yeah, Kate Capshaw, like, I, I've never seen her really. Uh, the only thing, the only thing I've ever seen her in other than this is Black Rain with Michael Douglas, and I don't remember her from that very much. She wasn't in a whole lot. She was in a few things, but nothing I've seen really. So I can't compare her body of work to be like, this is just how she is. But like, I think her character specifically and her portrayal, like, just the 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 screaming is a bit much. She's just kind of grating. Yeah, yeah. What do y'all think? Uh, so um, I actually really liked. Um, um, Amrish Puri. Um, mm-hmm. he, he's the one that played, uh, Mola Ram, the, um, Oh yeah, uh, he did really Yeah, good. he did great. Yeah. Uh, he plays such a, uh, you know, just crazy cultist leader, especially at yeah. the end, whenever they're, um, you know, going up and down on the, uh, um, on the broken down bridge. So, so he shaved his head for this role mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and at, like that, like flipped a switch <laughs> and he went on to be like a pretty prolific uh, Indian actor as a villain. Oh, cool. Like up to mm. that point, 
he was kind of like just you know he's just another actor and it was yeah. like this role like flipped a switch where he's like man i can really do villains this is fun that's yeah <laughs> I mean, this, you know yeah. well and you know sometimes that's just how it works it's like yeah. you know you you're like ooh, i kind of liked that that was pretty good and <laughs> I mean, he did, he did a good job right. with it right yeah, yeah. um yeah. i always get a laugh at the dan Aykroyd camera cameo yeah it's, it's like the random it's just so random i was <laughs> like, like is that right dan Aykroyd? <laughs> and i'm out of the movie and you're yeah, like, and well, done. yeah Nice, easy, cash that check. Yeah, yeah but I, I don't think, you know, a lot of people don't like Willie Scott. That's sure. fine. Um, I think Kate Capshaw actually did a good job at portraying that I mean, kind Kate Capshaw of... Capshaw doesn't like Willie Scott. Yeah, so, yeah. You know, I think she yeah. did a good job at portraying just this annoying, like, you know, clearly, like, non-cultured She's kind like, of, you know... So self-serving to, oh, like, almost man. a comedic degree. <laughs> like, yeah, because, like, you, you know that she's just going to, like, not care about anyone else's plight except for hers. Yeah. And she sells it well. Um, I don't think it's, like... I don't think it's a good role. The, no. uh, so the the scenes when they're trying to figure out if, who's going to come to whose bedroom. Yeah, that's, is that's like, fun. I don't like that as a plot point necessarily. Like we'll get into that with yeah. the plot. But the performances from both of them was actually it's pretty, pretty good. fun. Yeah. Was, like yeah, yeah. when we talked about, well, maybe the chemistry wasn't there. Like I feel like that scene says, hey, chemistry was here. Like they that's had, the closest well, we got They had to a it, good feel for how to act with each other. So this yeah. this isn't necessarily for, for Kate, but um, for really Indiana and Short Round. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the scene around in the camp whenever Willie is basically running around and like finding every creature imaginable. <laughs> that is a pretty good that, I, I love that scene because one, it's just hilarious because like her screams punctuate just every little bit yeah. while him and short round are having this go They're at just poker so focused and they don't even <laughs> care about her it's that was that was really yeah i i got a really solid laugh out about you know, watching it this time around it's always pretty fun but yeah, yeah. so I, I will say uh, if nothing else for how much she may have hated this role or not it introduced her to steven spielberg mm-hmm. who she went on to marry oh Oh, oh, okay. I didn't, yeah, I didn't I know that. I'm sure if y'all do that or not. No, how long, were no they still idea. married or was that They're still like, married, yeah. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. Wow. They got Holy married. smokes. They got, apparently got married in 1991 or 1990. Oh, cool. But yeah, so this was their kind of introduction. And there was actually, there was something in the trivia I saw where it was, they had a scene written for her and she was just like, it was like something like, like snakes or and She's like, I'm not doing that. And so they wrote it out and, and Spielberg has been quoted as saying, yeah, I'm pretty sure me agreeing to remove the scene is the only reason she talked to me. So that's probably saved my marriage. <laughs> <laughs> I just like the idea of he's sitting in the director's chair. She comes screeching by in some scene. And he's like, my heart. <laughs> Be still. <laughs> so uh, we've already mentioned short round, you know, Kehui mm. Kwan. Yeah. Yeah. I think kills it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He does. Yeah. Every Everything I've seen him in, which is three, three films. Yeah. He's <laughs> killed it. <laughs> three films. Uh, but I got, I got some fun, some fun facts about him. So this, sure. this is my moment for it. Yeah. So he uh, did not, audition for the role really his brother was at the audition for the role uh-huh and he was there with his brother as moral support <laughs> but apparently during the audition he was telling his brother what to do the whole uh-huh. time and the casting director saw that and was like yeah you know that kid's okay but get this kid over here <laughs> yeah so he'd never done anything before like yeah. he wasn't like here to be like i want to be an actor uh, but in in reference to kind of the chemistry, between I bet his brother was so mad. About oh, he's so pissed. Uh, or like the mom, like I thought I was gonna have him yeah. be the star. Your older brother deserved it. Uh, but in reference, to like kind of the chemistry between him and Harrison Ford, right? Mm-hmm. So one, 
that card scene mm-hmm. was completely improvised between the two of them. Oh, really? Yeah, it was really? just they had so much faith in him as an actor. Oh, that's so that cool. They were just like, get out there and, and You're do telling something. me as a kid he did that scene improv? Right? But like like seeing him in Everything Everywhere, where yeah. I was just like, man, like as far as I know, this dude hasn't done anything in like 40 years and he's just blowing me away. Like he, he makes so a much lot of credits. Sense. Yeah. Well, he does, but just not yeah. in American film. That stuff, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like he's just blowing me away. And it makes sense because it's just like, holy yeah. cow he can act wow Wow. that's amazing (laughs) that's actually that's actually great because that's one of the standout scenes for like non-action scenes in the film 100 it helps too that willie's in the background you know stepping on a snake (laughs) creeping over a snail screeching about the monkey you know everything else but yeah i I love the face of that monkey when that's very (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but also apparently while they were in sri lanka filming Mm -hmm. you know again kind of the the relationship between them harrison ford taught him how to swim Oh really? yeah, I do. Yeah. I do yeah, know that one. They're yeah. at the hotel, and he was just like, "Do you know how to swim?" He's like, "No," because you know he's not that old at this point. Yeah, yeah. No, so he taught him how to swim. So wow. I thought that was really cool, just because you know we're talking about you know maybe or maybe the chemistry was or wasn't there for Ford and Capshaw, but it was definitely, it was definitely there, there. Yeah. for Ford and Kehui. Yeah, uh, which you know again really cool. Uh, uh, you took my bit about uh, Molaram. Yeah, because uh, just because he's yeah, great, he's, he's such a great villain. Yeah. yeah, and he doesn't show up for like. An hour and a half into the film, like an hour fifteen. Out, yeah, somewhere around there. Into the film. Yeah, I, I, like, I do. I do like his little like trap door that he has, and he's just like <laughs> he's just staring at it, and he's Bye. like, she's <laughs> it. He has his, a dummy clearly rolls. What? Who designed this? <laughs> So you're gonna lay right in front. Now you gotta lay straight. If you don't, like if your legs get caught in you here, you're off. done. Yeah. yeah, you're done. It's a very specific <laughs> escape route. All right, so let's talk about the score. Sure. The score. John Williams. It's John Williams. Yeah, like I don't there's there's one bit that you and I because you were finishing the film when I came over mm-hmm. uh, that that you and I both commented on. And that's uh, all I got on the score. The um what was the comment? Don't leave us in the dark. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, really, I just, to like, if, I'm trying to see if you would get it or if I'd just take it for free. Take no, it for take free. it for free. Take it for free. Yeah. So they do the, the late in the film before the bridge scene, they do the confrontation of him with the two swordsmen. Yeah. And he reaches for his gun. Yeah. And the music fades into music from the basket sequence of yeah. Raiders. Yeah. And then his hand, his hand goes to the holster and the gun's not there. And it just kind of fades back out. Yeah. Cause it's that, that perfect callback of like, Oh yeah, you remember the sequence? You love the sequence. You don't get the sequence. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, because you know, as a you know, as an Indiana Jones fan, you've already clearly seen Raiders of the Lost Ark. So you're mm-hmm. watching this, and you know that the second that the this you know they solution. walk up and flourish, like oh, I know where this is going, yeah. and you subvert it. I mean, like that's it. It makes for good. A good film because then you get you get to have him one you get a little bit of a laugh out of it because you get to see his reaction but then now he's got to fight two guys with swords which are clearly fake. (laughs) There's a lot of rubber swords in this movie. They go like (laughs) (laughs) yeah, they're great. But yeah, I mean John John Williams soundtrack is phenomenal. Uh, This is actually one of my favorite um, Indiana Jones tracks. I think Mm. is like just like the main Temple of Doom kind of like theme that happens towards the end of the. the film. I mean, it's. I mean, it's John Williams. It's, it's John Williams. Hard. It's yeah. really good. I will say there, there's definitely a few of the tracks because I listened to just the soundtrack by itself mm-hmm. later, just to kind of like you know familiarize myself again with it. That are, I guess, not not that they're not memorable, but they're definitely like this track works with the visuals. Yeah, you know what I mean. And without it, it's okay. There's a lot of tracks on there that are good, but there's definitely a couple I think compared to like Raiders that to me aren't as like solid. Yeah, I mean, I. I 
I I always just go back to the da 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 and it's da 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 and you get like that big hit. Oh man, it's good. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, you know, it's still John Williams. It's John. It's hard to like. Yeah, I'm reaching for complaints. Yeah, like. What's my complaint? Well, you know, I don't. It's not my most played soundtrack. Yeah, it's not my favorite. It's like John my third most played soundtrack. <laughs> right. <laughs> plot, 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 plot. Let's talk. Plot, plot, okay. plot, plot, Let's plot, talk. plot, plot, plot. No, Everybody. oh my gosh. Oh, that could be. <laughs> Put yes. it on the soundboard. Uh, so this plot is um, wild. Woof, woof. It's it's pretty bad. It's uh, very much like... <laughs> uh, the, mostly just because it is just just the white savior trope just in film. Even but, beyond that, because, like, okay, I get it. Hollywood in the 80s, obviously they're going to do some white savior stuff yeah. you know, in the storytelling. Whatever. You know, it, it sucks, but hey, it's the <laughs> 80s. Um, it's like in Raiders, it feels like there is a purpose and a cause from the get of, like, I need to get the Ark of the Covenant. This is what we're doing. There's mm-hmm. like a pretty... He's like given given the task because he's known by like the CIA or whatever. Yeah, right. Or, or whatever they're called whatever. at that point. And then yeah. he's going to do the task and in the process of the task, he encounters the guy who was the jerk from the beginning of the movie. He mm. always wants up. So it's like, man, I feel how this connects. There's this, like a... Yeah. I like, you know, I jump out of a plane in a life raft. I slide <laughs> down a mountain into a river. The river takes me down, and some weird-haired shaman dude is just like, you're going to help me. And then I decide what? to, and then <laughs> well, we go somewhere, and then th- it's, it's like, I guess it feels more like things are just happening, and the, we're kind of like, along for the ride. There's actual agency. Yeah, well, and yeah. the other thing is, too, is his motivations are so sleazy Yeah, with it, because he's just like, oh, they could be like the lost chakra stones, and... That's fortune and glory. Yeah. Like, not, like, I need to save these people. Well, it's just, like, I eh. I read it upon this viewing as more of that's his excuse to Willie to be, like, let's go, and more of a he wants to help these people. Well, and it also but works I could just be short really round reading short into round, it. Short round gets in with the fortune and glory, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, I guess you could look at it that way of him, you know, just trying to basically obfuscate the fact that he just wants to help these people. Yeah. Because, um, you know, clearly he does he does respect, like, their way of life and that kind of thing, and he has an understanding of how it, like, like what yeah. it means to them and those kind of things. And, you know, whenever the shaman is explaining to him, you know, it's like, and then he pauses and, like, they took the children, you know, like that yeah. kind of hits with him. Cause it, you know, he definitely has up. short round as his surrogate kid right. at this point, you know, so I could definitely see that. Yeah. But, but, but plot wise, it does, it feels more like a theme park ride than a movie that has, well, like, especially like, with the mine carts. It's <laughs> like they're designed yeah. to be a theme park ride. But I mean more just like, we're just being drug along and like action after action oh, yeah. in the middle part. But the, the, to compare it again to Raiders is like, you have the bad guy, that shows up early, mm-hmm. the middle, and the end. And, and the bad guy is working towards a goal, right. and we're working against it. Here, the bad guy doesn't appear, again, for like an hour or 15 of the movie. Yeah, it's like the back third of the movie is when you finally meet the real bad guy, yeah. and then you kind of understand what's happening and what, what they're doing. So, but, but yeah, the turn is just a little bit too late in the film, I think, for, yeah. it to you, for you to have an investment in the story. Right. Because like you you try and have investment, obviously, with the characters and like their plights, but yeah. not really like with the overarching story of, of stuff beyond just like... Because up until the point where he tries to steal the stones, you don't know that the kids are, have actually been... 
like taken for the most part. I mean, like you have the hint of like the kid coming back and like, you know, kind of spurring everything. But beyond that, like there's no hard evidence that like all the kids were actually like kidnapped. Yeah. Right. Uh, So I I got a question for y'all and I don't know, maybe I just missed this, Yeah. but what is Willie's reasoning for once they're out of the club, getting on the plane with Indy? There is no reasoning. Thank you. Okay, good. I'm glad I didn't miss something. Because at first I was kind of like doing this motion where I was like, so is this like a double cross where he like has her in place to like be around this guy because he's like, you know, working a job for him? No, I don't think that's what this is. I think she just got on the plane because she did. I always thought it was because the 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 mob boss. Or I mean, whatever. they were in pursuit, but no, he basically said, keep her. She's worthless to me. Like. Yeah, I'll just get another one. Like, I, I think oh, so sure, but from then, her but, perspective, but it's also like, like they've been shooting at her, trying to kill her. I don't think she feels safe going back with him. I mean, that's fair. But, but there's, no, there's no reason for her to go back with him. I mean, Indy was like, you know, stabbing her with a fork or whatever. Like, <laughs> right. It's not like this guy's giving her any indication it's going to be better. It's just something about that. Which He's is, attractive. I mean, okay, sure. Yes. <laughs> He's a dreamboat. I mean, like, clearly she was attracted initially to him. Look, she was Ryan, like, oh, you should if, introduce if 80s me. If Harrison Ford pulled a fork on you and said, get in my plane, you'd be like, yes, sir. I'd be like, stick me, daddy. Come on. <laughs> that stubble, he looks so good with that stubble. I wish I looked like that with stubble. I got too much gray hair in my stubble. I look like a homeless person. I, I, I really do like the the punctuation of just that scene whenever he's getting on the plane. Yeah. And he's like, next time, tr- you know, wow, Shay. <laughs> and then he closes. He shuts the door. <laughs> that name's yeah, right there. Like, but again, you know, going back to Raiders, right? Our early introduced problem. Yeah. Once again, Doctor Jones, mm-hmm. anything you can find, I can take. Yeah. Right. Well, like it feels like okay, Lao Shea is that person? Nope, never gonna see him again. Never yeah. gonna be a factor. Just, just doesn't exist. That's kind like, of like what I mean with like the the connection. Yeah. There's, yeah. yeah. There's it's there's just no, kind of like scene, 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 action, action, action. Well, there's no Marcus. There's no um. Oh, what's his name? Um. Marcus, uh, the the uh, guy in, John Reese Davies. Uh, John Reese Davies. Uh, yeah, Asala. Name. Asala. Yeah, Asala. There's no that character really that's like kind of along with you in yeah. multiple parts to kind of keep the 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 story flowing. And, well, and, and, keep, and you also yeah. don't get I mean, you have a bit with short round where like you know obviously they've been together for some period of time, mm-hmm. but you don't have like a Marion where it's like we're revisiting you know ten years of history. Yeah, so it's, it's yeah. all new characters mm-hmm. that uh, unfortunately just don't reoccur because like I always want like after Temple of Doom I was like oh man I wonder when Short Round's going to be you know coming in and Crusade or whatever yeah. and it just and then never just happened doesn't happen which is again because it's a prequel to Raiders then it's like what happened <laughs> yeah. in like a year and a half yeah to Short Round. <laughs> This just, might be getting one in a separate way, yeah. Do y'all think Short Round will make an appearance in Indy 5? Oh. As an adult. <gasps> Ooh. No, no, it can't. Well. Well. Oh, well uh, I don't know. That's untrue. I don't, no, I don't think it can. Why not? Because I'm pretty sure this still happens. Like, like Indy 5 still happens in pretty early. 50s or 60s. Yeah, like 50s no, or 60s. No, the whole movie's not a flashback. There's a lot of old Harrison Ford in there. Yeah. I don't know. I'm I mean, you. I wouldn't hate it just because I, 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 I want to see jump more. up and down. Yeah, in the I, I, yeah. I want I want Kei Hukwan to get more work. Yeah, I want to get paid, man. One, yeah. get, <laughs> one, get paid, and two, get more recognition because the guy's yeah. phenomenal. Yeah, he really yeah. is. If, really you is fantastic. if you haven't seen everything ever all at once, one, check out our episode on it because it was a lot of fun, and two, uh, find a way to watch it. Go get the DVD. Uh, I don't know where it streams. I think it's <laughs> the like DVD. Par- <laughs> 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 I think it's like Paramount Plus or something like that. But it's 
phenomenal. He does an incredible job opposite, opposite Michelle Yeoh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just so if he shows up as short round in the fifth one, I, I mean, wouldn't be mad at it. Oh no, I won't <laughs> be mad. You know, like that's the kind of thing where I'm just like nostalgia, me daddy. Like, yeah, just, just give it to me. I'll take it. Uh, okay, so we're I feel that we're moving into entertainment, entertainment yeah. at this point. Um, what are what are the your your most entertaining bits? I've okay. already I've already technically said mine. Rope yeah. bridge. Rope Definitely bridge. my favorite. Like yeah. The rope bridge sequence is so good. Playing the cards while she's screaming at the animals yeah. is up there. I think the mine cart is pretty pretty high. I, I, I think if this film had been more well received back then, mm-hmm. we would have gotten like a Disney World ride of the actual was, Indiana Jones mine cart. Totally built to be like that. Cannot believe we didn't. I guess well, MGM still had the rights back then. Yeah, well, it would be, it would be universal. It would it be was, universal. Yeah. But either way, like as a child my understanding of how minecarts worked and the physics involved <laughs> came from this movie. Yeah. Or, or Donkey Kong country. Well, later I was yeah. like, Oh, I know this. I've seen, <laughs> I've, I've done this before. Got the bananas exploded yep. out of the barrel. Yes. Uh, th- so those two for me, like the, the finding the animals is like the comedy scene that really sticks out for me. And mm-hmm. then the, uh, the, the minecarts is my, my action scene that's like it's a lot of fun. It's Corey's it's always fun. It's yeah. just and I don't remember up until that point having seen anything like it in an action movie. Yeah, I well I wouldn't I don't think there was anything before that. Like not I mean really not, not, well, not, not to, to that, that level. I, I yeah. always feel the heat in my foot after he he presses oh, on the yeah. brake. Oh yeah. man, my <laughs> whole leg hurts. What about you, Steven? Uh so honestly, I think my favorite bit is when Indy and Short Round go into like the secret passage. Mm-hmm. Behind, like behind or under the palace. And, oh yeah, and he's like, "Stop walking, standing against the wall." And he then short round still triggers the next trap, and then they have to bring uh, Willie in to yeah. try and save them. And it's that clip where Indy puts his face in the hole. He's like, <laughs> "We are going to die." Sad yeah. face. <laughs> like that. That whole sequence is just. Because you got the comedy of her like freaking out about the bugs and like yeah. having to reach in the hole and well, like well and then she you know she's like there are two dead people out here there are gonna be two, two dead, dead people, people in, in here, here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like it's such a good sequence honestly uh, the like on like their comedy in this film was really good it's pretty good like and, it, yeah it's got good snappy bits and you get a lot of really fun snarky comments from Harrison Ford yeah there's a good there's a lot of good one liners I think so. Looking at some of what you know, Spielberg and Lucas have said about this production, they were both kind of in a dark place. Yeah. Uh, so Spielberg had like apparently just broken up his girlfriend. Lucas was going through a divorce, and they both wanted to do something that was not as as like like fun. Fun. Yeah. And then they started doing it, and and Lucas was like apparently all in on this, and Spielberg <laughs> was like, "Whoa, hold on, we need this needs to be we need to have some fun with this. Hold on, whoa, whoa, slow down, slow down." <laughs> yeah. uh, I just pictured George Lucas with a divorce lawyer. <laughs> I think what she should do is uh, let me have both of the cars, and I don't understand why. <laughs> that was my bad George Lucas impression. That was, that was a pretty bad George Lucas impression. <laughs> but ultimately, I think the biggest problem with this film is just the cultural issues. Yeah, yeah, are, yeah. Like again, back in the eighties, people were almost certainly just like, "Whoa!" And I don't know that they were. Like, no, I mean, there was definitely there was a little bit, not not as much as it should have been. India looked at the script and said, "Get out of my country." (laughs) Yeah, no, well, for sure. That's the thing, though. It's it's so easy to get behind beating up Nazis. 
Oh, right. Well, because, like, yeah. they are the bad guys. It's easy. Yeah, there's no... And, like, like, like yeah. you want to stereotype them with the... <laughs> yeah, like... Yeah, it's totally fine. Go knock yourself out. Yeah, like, that and then... a villain. Then you can... I was you can, not prepared for that sound, Steve. <laughs> but, but then <sighs> it, it, feel, it feels much more, I'll say, mean-spirited whenever you do it to, like, just a culture. It does. Well, yeah. it's like it's not like the you know the the villagers like the villagers did anything wrong or they're bad people. Yeah, and like just the the whole representation as a whole is just not great. And like the 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 palace sequence, the dinner sequence is just terrible. Well, also it's it feels like they could have just picked a culture that doesn't exist and they had a fictional yeah. group of people. Instead, they were like specifically India. Well, yeah, you know but like. like so they oh. dropped that whole like banquet sequence on us, right? So oh, I was gonna throw this at y'all. So originally, they, so the whole reason that sequence happens is to have something happening while they do all the exposition on the thuggy cult. Yeah, yeah. And originally, they were gonna do a tiger hunt as the background of the exposition. And Spielberg was basically just said, "I'm not staying in India at the time, Sri Lanka." Mm-hmm long enough to film that we're going to do something else. So they shot that all on a <laughs> studio yeah. back yeah. home. And they wanted, again, they wanted something over the top happening while this was going on. Mm-hmm. So, you, like, so you can pepper in some comedy and stuff with short round yeah, and but Willie. It, but it comes off as just terrible because like, this is a, a Hindu Maharaja. Like these people are vegetarian. And yeah, they're just right. like eel, snakes, monkey brains, eyeballs in a stew, or it's just like, what is going on right now? Yeah, well, it's definitely just, like I can very easily see a writer's room in the eighties coming to this conclusion. Uh, you know, they're just hitting a couple lines of coke and being no, like, yeah. oh, you know what, we just should do this. <laughs> no, be great. no consideration at all, and just thinking like, and it'd be funny if this and like, yeah, again, having no, there are probably no, you know, Indian people in the room. No, of course not. There's no Indian people raise, within like the zip code, probably. Right. So like. <laughs> Having that just complete unawareness, it's very easy for me to see how they got to this yeah. point of just like, and it'll be weird. And, we'll have, and th- they got caught up more in how can we make it weird and not, wait, is it culturally insensitive for us to make it yeah. this weird? You know, like it, it becomes a like abstract thing to them. So, yeah, yeah. so, so moving away from the cultural insensitivity and kind of moving back to just entertainment, entertainment stuff. Yeah. Um, so one of my, I always get a laugh um, after Willie gets saved from the, from the lava pit or whatever in mm-hmm. the cage. And, um, you know, they, they share the warm embrace and then like, you know, she's like kind of like uh, still recovering from, from this traumatic event. And then she slaps him and the sound effects they use is like just a two by four breaking. (laughs) (laughs) And every time I just laugh so hard because I'm just like, wow, that is one heck of a slap. Honestly, it feels like they just kind of were like, hey, you got a sound effect? Put it in there because they're like the Millennium Falcon startup sound, (laughs) Vader's lightsaber, just smack a wall with a two by four, you know. I don't know if it holds the record for the Indiana Jones movies, but they may have used the Wilhelm scream. Uh, At least least four times. I heard it at least three or four. Yeah, Yeah, it's in there a lot. So there is two times in the opening scenes. Yeah. Um, and then one time in the mine cart chase, and then mm-hmm. one time on the bridge, bridge. for sure. Yeah. Yes. There then, might be two. There maybe two on the bridge. There might be two isn't on the bridge. Isn't there something with the lava where somebody gets thrown in? Or it's, oh, oh, there's yes. the fifth one. The spear dude gets pushed dude. over the cliff. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. I don't know. I don't, it, it, just, hold on quick. Yeah. If you're unfamiliar with what the Wilhelm scream is, oh, uh, you oh, can literally gosh. find it in basically every single film that has action Made, made in Hollywood. Yeah, basically. made in Hollywood, essentially from like, I, I don't even know what. I, feel, I mean, I, I could, feel like the Wilhelm scream was recorded in the 30s or 40s. Yeah, and it's it, been around forever. But yeah, if, if 
you always can just pick it out, and um, so but they just use it a lot in this film. Yeah, it's it's R- like Ryan's, an iconic. I'm trying to Ryan's digging for info on it. <laughs> Pull it up here. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah, it's it. I I think it was like the 50s. 50s. 1951 is okay. the first time it's, the Wilhelm it's been around was used. for forever, and it's it's become now like. It was kind of its own meme. It was a meme before memes were memes. This was like in the 80s, Spielberg and Lucas. Lucas uses them all throughout Star Wars. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then in the first, in in Raiders, there's like a few of them. And this one, I I think there's five. There may be more. There may be more, (laughs) yeah. There are a lot. Like most (laughs) films, it's kind of like, you know, the the single F-bomb for a Mm PG-13 film. Like they use it sparingly they put it in there once and then they all kind of look at the screen and wink at you yeah here they're just like just push the button again yeah <laughs> we need another scream just wilhelm it just again. wilhelm it <laughs> yeah so before we let you go we've got to get our shill in obligatory shill which has on. to happen get your shill it's, on it's one dollar a month to support us on patreon we have quite a number of patrons out there already helping out the show, keeping the lights on. We do appreciate it. Pacing yes. those hosting fees. We love you all so much. You could join their ranks. And Ryan, <laughs> tell them what they get for a dollar a month. You're not going to believe this. You get access to not only all of the bonus episodes we've ever recorded for just one dollar a month. And that's guaranteed once a month. And we add new bonus episodes every month. At least one. Sometimes yep. more. Sometimes more, yeah. Sometimes just the one. <laughs> Don't get don't get too excited. Don't get too excited. We're not gonna upload thirty or anything. <laughs> Calm down. Once a day. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you get access to all that for just one dollar a month on Patreon. So check us out, patreon.com slash spoilers intended podcast for that. Also, if you're like one dollar, that's outrageous. I don't have that kind of case on me. Uh, we would greatly appreciate, you know, you to one, share us um, on social media, yep. share us to friends, mm-hmm. cats, pets, whatever. Yeah. Um, Anything that but, has ears and can listen to the podcast and might share it with other people. Yeah. Uh, but we <laughs> would also love for you to review us on your, your podcast service mm-hmm. of choice, um, yep. iTunes, Spotify, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, it definitely helps us push it. You can't put, leave reviews on Spotify. You can't really leave reviews. You just review yeah. Spotify as an app and put the review there. Yes. Yeah. That's the hack. <laughs> That's review the campaign. Spotify we want to have that say, happen. Yeah. You should listen to spoilers intended. But it does, it, you know, it does push us up yeah. on the on the search results and everything. Mm-hmm. We would really appreciate it because uh, we love doing this and uh, we love that you guys like to listen to us. Mm-hmm. Well, that sounds like all the time we have for this episode. Until next time, I'm Steven. I'm Andrew. I'm Ryan. And every spoiler was intended. Yeah.